what's going on, big guy? Oh, same shit, different week, man. Um, <laughs> it's finally Saturday. It is finally Saturday. I was really looking forward to this episode. Uh, just kind of a relaxing, get back to get back to us, kind of a reset for us. I know we took a, a week off there, but this is going to be kind of nice. This is going to be this is going to be fun. Yeah, especially after the last episode, you know, we we ended up taking the the week to prepare for that, and that was that was a heavy uh, episode, which. You know, you go back and look at our plays. I was telling you all week, we ended up breaking for us a show record for the most plays for what episode within like what five six days. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, like it's awesome. So all the people out there, y- y'all listening and sharing and um, you know giving us feedback that that's big for us. Um, as we mentioned before, the podcast is now available and quick shout out to anchor because they're the ones distributing everything um the podcast is now on uh spotify apple podcast pocket cast google podcast i don't know i think there might be like three or four other ones but the main ones are the spotify apple and anchors what everyone's been doing so yeah absolutely and that's awesome i mean when you told me that uh, apple uh, we, we got dropped into Apple, which I don't know how that happens and I don't know how that works, but I'm happy about it. Um, yeah, me too. Yeah. I mean, when I saw that, I was like, holy shit, dude, we're on Apple Podcasts. And then immediately, wife shared it, friends shared it, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, dude, I'm like, this shit's actually taking off. <laughs> which is great. It really is. I mean, it, it, the fact that we're reaching more people, the fact that, you know, more people are listening and, and, and you know, identifying and, and relating to things we're talking about that's what that's why we do this that's, yeah. that's, that's what we do and that's why with uh, this week this episode is gonna be a little bit different we said we had some big things coming in we're doing something a little different we ended up uh, switching over to a different recording podcasting platform but the idea is to still use anchor as a distribution uh, as long as it still works out I gotta work out all the little details I don't get paid enough for this I don't know what the hell I'm doing um, but I think it'll work out. We, uh, my wife hooked me up with a new mic, which is pretty cool. The new program we're using is Soundtrap, which is also owned by um, Spotify. So, uh, you know, Anchor and Soundtrap, I get, you know, they're all owned by Spotify, so they just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Like, um, Sp- uh, Spotify's got, I guess, like a monopoly running on podcast programs. <laughs> Hey, that works. I mean, yeah. as long as you know, as long as it's getting distributed, right. that's all that matters to me. That's what I, that's what I'm saying. So this week's episode is a little bit different. We're doing a what we call, I guess, is a anything goes mini sode. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that's appropriate. Um, you know, I, I posted a, a description up on Facebook. You know, let's just have some fun, and that's what this what, what this this episode's going to be it's you know dan like i said on the post you know dan is is barbecue guru he loves to smoke the meats and uh i you know i am a certified chef um i i was a chef for 13 years and worked in the restaurant industry for 16 years and, uh, so we both have that really love a lot of love and passion for food dan is very much into sports i'm more into just local sports as i've said before you know i'm i, I love my mariners i love my seahawks the sounders which, is, which are our uh, our major league soccer team i mean they compete every year which i, I they- learned about yesterday while we were playing fifa with the guys who the hell all these soccer teams are because this is new to me Oh yeah, yeah, and that was fun. That that is a fun game. Um, 
And, and you know, uh, we should definitely you know talk a little bit about about that. You know, we we get together every Friday with our with our our buddies, and, and we you know we decompress from the week by uh, playing some video games. I mean, like I said before in, in this podcast in a previous episode, that's kind of how Dan and I met. Is you know I I wanted to play hockey with with some people on a consistent basis, and Dan took pity on me and, and decided. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, like, Brian and I, we, Brian's, you know, for all of you out there, Brian's my cousin, brother from another mother. We, you know, he, for a long time, lived in a different state, so we didn't really get to hang out that much. And the one thing that we always did when we'd go and hang out is NHL, Xbox. You know, we'd go up there for the weekend, we'd be playing NHL together. And then when we started, uh... I guess when we upgraded consoles, you can say, however, what was that, like, fuck, when did that thing come out, like, 17 years ago, the Xbox One? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus, I'm showing my age. Um, we, you know, we started playing online, and it was always us two. We didn't have anybody else that could, like, knew how to play or did play, or we didn't really have any friends that were into hockey, and then slowly we ended up, what, last year, we met you, you jumped in, started playing, um... Great, dude, Brady, fucking fantastic, dude. Like that worked out great. That was a great free agency acquisition on our part. I'd have to say. Um, uh, and, then, and then you know, Adam, Adam comes trickling in, and Matt comes trickling. You know, and then we we got like a core of our friends now. And then you know, the downside of that is you don't, you've never met any of them. And I know, nope. I know Brian. I went, I went to high school with Adam. Um, I coached, oh shit, I coached Matt in baseball, which is also kind of crazy when you think about it but yeah you know the friday night stuff is that, that's big for for me because I, I look forward to it because when i come home i know that we're we're just going to hang out we're going to drink we'll play some xbox we're going to chill we're going to listen to adam order 7-eleven taquitos and ditch us in the middle of the game <laughs> to go pick them up <laughs> Yeah, yeah, pretty last much. Night, yeah, last night was fun, man. Last night was fun. Yeah. So how was how was the uh, the week though, Brian? Oh, the week was good. Um, it's been busy, uh, steadily busier. Um, I'm you know I'm trying to get the stock in. Uh, you know, of course, I'm sure as you know, and a lot of people out there know, there's supply chain issues. Um, so it's hard to get uh, my stock uh, basically re-upped to the to to the point that I need it. And um, so with this company that I work for with our client, they want us to go national. And I mean, I was talking to my boss all week. I'm like, I'm concerned. I, I don't know. They can barely keep up with what we need here in Seattle. I don't know how they're going to keep up with uh, Portland and Kennewick and Arizona and California and, and Southern California and Northern California. And then they want us to go East Coast. And I'm just sitting here like, you guys are going to need, I mean, you might as well just buy the by the plant and, and do it yourself because that's what it's going to end up taking. But um, but really, I mean, I, I, I digress. The, the week was great, really was. I mean, it's been warm, it's been sunny. It's we're supposed to break records this weekend. I was gonna say, is, aren't you guys supposed to be hitting like a hundred degrees over there? Yeah, that's unheard. Yeah. Of. That's unheard of for for Seattle literally, or for Washington. Literally, it would be it would be the first time we hit three digits since like 1956 or something like that. Which, uh, coincidentally enough, you were just a wee boy in preschool, weren't you? Oh, eat me, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, maybe he's not that old, but we like to think he is. 
No, no, I'm not that old, and sometimes I act that old, but you know, whatever. Um, the one thing I can say is, like I said last episode, I, I've started seeing a chiropractor, and oh my god, I've been loving every second of it. And for those of you that have that, you know, have back problems, those of you that are tall, so Dan, you can stop listening. Um, wow, it's. Uh, <laughs> 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 but no, for those of you that that have back problems, that can actually do the chiropractor thing, you know, I. I gotta say, it's uh, it's definitely worth it. They they did something to me yesterday that um, it's called uh, it's called manual spinal decompression. It's and, called you know, medieval it's, torture, is what that was called. Um, you know, for years I've been asking people. You know, I just, just set me up on a rack, and and we're good. We're I mean, uh, but no, it's it, it was good. And then of course, you know, the the kids are wonderful. The the fiance is wonderful. I mean, life is good. Honestly, really, um, stressful, you know, painful at times, but you know that's life, and you know life is good. Well, how about you? How was your week? Actually, you know, the week was good. Um, you know, boss and I are still battling with the with the stuff going on up the ladder, but the, the week was good. It went by. It went by quick, even though we had long days. It was uh, hot at times. It's gonna be hot as hell starting Monday, like for you. Uh, other than that, yeah, I mean, dude, the, the week was good. Oh, I I cut my grass. That's that. That was a big thing. I finally got the lawnmower working. Got it, and I figured out what was wrong with it. There's, you know, like the push mowers. You, well, maybe, I, I suppose you know the on the push mowers. There's like that little converter plug that goes on the spark plug right in the front, and mm-hmm. like you can pull it off to basically make it. So nobody runs your lawnmower. Something was going on with that, and I couldn't figure out why because the thing wouldn't wouldn't stay. Like when you put it in there, it just wouldn't stay. It kept bouncing out, and I was like, man, what the fuck is going on with this lawnmower? It just keeps stalling out on me so I look at look, somebody whoever had it before they wrapped the cord like a thousand billion times on the inside so it wasn't sitting properly so I had to take it apart and unravel the cord and then when I put it on surprisingly it fits after that so we we pounded out the I, oh, I say we me I knocked this yard out as quick as possible through the heat and the back pains and me being overweight and pushing up the hills but hey look man i tell you i was joking with uh with taylor and i told her i said uh you know this lawnmower might be the death of me but i will lose the 40 pounds that i gained in quarantine before i die 40 pounds huh Uh, it might be more than that i'm just being generous (laughs) (laughs) but this week we're um, not really. I guess we didn't see my parents this week, but uh, we're gonna go. Actually, we're gonna go see Conjuring tonight. So we're gonna go do yeah, that. So we went to lunch at Cracker Barrel and oh my, oh my god. Let me, let me, let me. Okay, so there was, a, there was something with Cracker Barrel. The Walmart of of restaurants. You know that, right? What is wrong with you? So I mean, I'm not talking smack about their food. Their food is good. You know, home comfort comfort food but yes Cracker Bear is the Walmart of, of family restaurants I'm going to act like you didn't even say that that is un- <laughs> what? Cracker Bear is delicious it's phenomenal they got decent food but decent but decent decent really? alright yeah, sorry Gordon Ramsay over here Oh, please. So we're sitting down. We're sitting down at the table, right? And there's this elderly couple next to me, and she ordered chicken and dumplings. Um, 
and you know basically chicken and dumplings is essentially pot pie without the crust you know what I mean and well the crust is mixed in yeah I mean it's it's, it's a pot pie without the pie it's basically just all you know yeah. everything that you want just mixed together well god forbid Cracker Bear puts corn in it on top of it and she loses her fucking mind she's like uh um, I asked for the corn to be on the side. This is unbelievable. Are you serious? So uh, we were kind of like sitting there like, what the hell is going on? So they take this dish back and they bring it back out with the corn on the side. And she takes a bite and she goes, unbelievable. This is cold. I cannot. This is sloppy and cold. And I'm like, lady, I'm sitting here like, you are 95 years old. You got but a few years left on this earth. I think corn is the least of your worries right now. It was un- like, unreal, dude. Absolutely rude. Couldn't even believe it. I, I just felt so bad. Luckily, we had that uh, that waiter for ours, and we were, like, we were talking to her, and she was just like, it happens all the time. She said the old people around here are a little crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, and, you know, we in the, in the restaurant industry, I've I've heard they're referred to more often than not as blue hairs because you got to worry about them. Mm-hmm. You got to be concerned. I mean, and God God help you if there's a group of them because you're gonna at least have two or three minimum depending right. on the side of the group. Yeah, and you know, it was Adam asked you that question last night. He was like, "Did you ever put something out that you weren't basically you weren't confident about, like coming out of the kitchen? Did you have anything mm-hmm. ever get sent back? I'm sure you did, but did you for yeah. some like bullshit reason?" Well, I mean, I've made mistakes in right. the kitchen. I mean, absolutely. And uh, but I, any mistake I've made that I've caught, I didn't send that dish out. Um, there were there were probably a few mistakes. Um, I can't say that I have in my entire career. I never had a steak come back to me because of uh, my issue. Um, I had. Man, I've had a big steak, ladies and gentlemen. I've I've had probably a dozen come back to me in my career, and that was mainly because they have no they had no idea what they wanted. You know, I did medium rare. Oh, okay, yeah. so they want medium rare. Yeah. They asked for medium rare, and oh, it's too pink. Yeah, yeah, which I I, I always enjoyed. Um, that's why, honestly, when I go to a steak uh, a place where I get a steak a steakhouse or something like that, I give them a range. I say medium rare to medium. <laughs> They weren't there because you know they're going to end up cooking it either one too le- one too more yeah. or one too less. Exactly, yeah. and I'm just like, you know what? Just Smart. give me it in there, and we're good. And you know, and 99 percent of the time, my steak's great. Um, that's now, a pro tip. All right, that's a new segment. We go from the pros. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? I I will say there there isn't a whole lot that I that I really brag on myself about because you know I, I and you know. I, but I was a great chef. I was. I, I was damn good at what I did. I took very. Uh, I took very much a lot of passion in in cooking professionally. Um, I just burned out. Hmm. I mean, it happens. Oh, absolutely. It's common. Actually, it's. I mean, I know there are more people. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm not, I wasn't just you know a cook. Um. Uh, I actually got a degree from the Cordon Bleu School. In culinary arts, um, yeah, I saw that. Um, <laughs> but for I did get a degree, so I, you know, I, I have been uh, I have been taught, um, and is it worth you know, it? Is, is culinary school worth it? Because I hear a lot no. of people tell me that it's not that you can learn no. more by just getting into a line in the kitchen somewhere. 
Yes. Yeah, no. you, you will learn more about the actual intricacies and what it needs to be done in a restaurant just by getting the experience. And if you really want a piece of paper, a lot of community colleges nowadays actually offer like a certificate program. And that'll, that the whole thing is, is with culinary school, because I get it, I, I used to get this question a lot, is, you know, well, what's your favorite thing to cook that they taught you how to cook in culinary school? Or what's your favorite thing to cook, period? And, oh, is that because of you learned how to do it in culinary school? Stuff like that. And I'm like, they don't teach you how to cook specific dishes in culinary school. Um, in baking, sure. I mean, we, we learned how to, how to do a lot of different things. But when it comes to the actual cooking... It's just like understanding the science behind it, right? It is. Well, it, it's it's technique. I mean, yeah. you learn the different... I, I know what the difference between braise and broil is. Yeah. I know what the difference... I mean, it, yeah. and, so, and can I cook just about anything? Yeah, and that's because I know the basic concept of how it's cooked. And I've seen photo evidence of this, and it looks like you could cook just about anything. Just about, yeah. I feel yeah, like if I, 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 feel it, like I scraped a possum off the side of the road, you would probably be able to like turn that into to like a five-star meal. I wouldn't say five-star. I'd give it three because possum is hard. Um, it's gamey. It is very uh, gamey. <laughs> Oh my god, yeah. Maybe um, it was a bad, maybe it was a bad example. <laughs> but it would throw a test you, to your cooking skills. But you, yes, you've you've never worked in a restaurant before, correct? No, I've so I've never worked. I wanted to take a culinary class, and I kept going back and forth about it, and never did when I was when I left high school. I did cooking class in high school, which was something new that they offered because they took out. Um, Oh, maybe they get they they call it home ec for you. They called it something else for me. And then um, so I did the cooking class, and I did two years of that. It was awesome. I loved it, and that's what really got me into it. So uh, no, I, I but you know we didn't learn much of anything in that. Like we didn't learn techniques. We learned how to fucking make macaroni and cheese and like how to make chocolate chip cookies. And I can't wait to save my life unless I can make you chocolate chip cookies if you want to use them as hockey pucks. But I can't make no damn cookies. My wife can make some cookies. I can't make no damn murder cookies. Murder weapons. Yeah, yeah, you go. Murder weapons. Oh, <laughs> chop them into a star. Ninja <laughs> cookie star. But yeah, no, I, yeah, I, I like cooking. Like, I love cooking. My, I'm nowhere near like to the level of what you are. But when it like, comes to like barbecue or something like that, I will, that, that's more of where I, I hone in my skills, I think. I could promise you within a couple, three weeks of spending some real cooking time with me, you could do the same exact thing. I don't understand why you just don't offer cooking classes online, because you could do it. Um, you paid for it. You could like be like an Etsy thing. I think I think Adam, Adam mentioned that before. Yeah, hey, Adam wants um, me to teach him because he knows how to preheat an oven and put a frozen pizza in there. I'm not entirely sure I believe him. I'm not sure he knows how to do that. Yikes. Um, Adam, if you're not, listening, we love you. <laughs> Nothing but love for you. Nothing but love for you, Adam. Uh, but, yeah, I would love. I, but the whole thing is, and, and I've said this before, you know, because I, I, when Adam brought that up, I told him, I was like, if you want to learn how to cook, I'll teach you how to cook. I don't, you know, could I make money at it? Maybe. You um, make a bunch of money. But I, I firmly believe that cooking is a skill that everybody should have. Um, whether it be, you know, be how to make, you know, just mac and cheese, how to make cornbread. Cornbread mm. is not complicated. Mm. But uh, corn kernels in or no corn kernels in your cornbread? Like whole corn kernels? Yeah, like chopped corn. No. No chopped corn? 
No, I like the I like, muffins, I like the muffins or squares. Depends on what I'm using it for. Dry or moist? Moist. Moist. <laughs> no, I, I'm for those of you that for those of you that don't like that word, moist. moist. Here's some ASMR. Is that what they call it? Asthma. ASMR. Moist. My, so my dad will make cornbread. My dad cooks. Does I mean he's not a good cook, but he can make breakfast, and his breakfasts are freaking fantastic. And he does cornbread, and he does it. You know, big big cast iron skillet, big slices. Kind of almost like chewing on sandpaper. I mean, not sandpaper, sawdust, but it, it, it's still good. And he was like, well, when I was a kid, I'd take my cornbread and I'd crumble it and put it in my milk and then drink it. And I'm like, the fuck? But I guess that's a thing. I guess people do yeah, that. Yeah, that's a thing. Yeah, people do that. I, I, I can say... I don't. I can make cornbread. I can make cornbread from the Jif, Jiffy box, but... Jiffy doesn't do too bad. And that's, that's something... That, that is one thing that people need to understand. People... People look down on people who use Bisquick and Jiffy and stuff like that. Like, you realize the same shit that you do from scratch is in that box. Yep. It's just pre-measured. Yeah. That's it. It's in front of you. And to be fair, if you hate on Jiffy Cornbread, Jeff Cornbread or whatever, you you are a terrible human being. Jiffy. Jiffy. Jeff is the Jiffy. Jiffy. You're right. I get the two confused. All the time. <laughs> but no, you... You love you love to uh, to smoke a barbecue, which I do. you know what I, I gotta ask because, and I'll share mine too. Um, I'm not asking you for your base, but what's a good beginner's base for people if they uh, wanted to start making their own making their own sauce? If you really want to do your own sauce, the basics are ketchup, mustard, apple cider vinegar, whatever spices you want to put in it. That's it. I mean, that, that is basically apple cider vinegar and ketchup for beginners. A lot of people will use tomato paste um, if you want to get it a little bit thicker. But apple cider vinegar and ketchup are like that. You just do that and you start adding some stuff to it. I do heavy on the mustard, a little less on the ketchup because I kind of like Carolina style sauce more than anything else. I like the vinegar sauce, the gold sauce. So that's primarily what I make. But I do, I will make a, a majority of a ketchup based. Um, there's one that I make that I have have bourbon that infuses with it i don't make it too often because i mean you just never know who who can have it who can't have it and if we go somewhere and there's kids around i'm obviously not serving them uh, alcoholic barbecue sauce but um you yeah, cook your barbecue sauce don't you say what do you cook your barbecue sauce or you just mix everything in? So what I do is I will cook it down with the, with the alcohol, but you know, you can't like, you can't cook out alcohol hundred percent necessarily. So there's still, you know, the remnants is left over. Um, but yes, I, I will cook it down. But a lot of the times the sauce that I use is also uh, transferred over into the mop sauce. So it's kind of like a two for one. So I'll use that as a mop on the briskets or pork shoulders, ribs, stuff like that. Because I'm a, I'm a dry rub guy. I'm not a, I'm not a, a wet sauce, wet rub barbecue person. I, I am a dry rub and low and slow and trying to get a nice bark on it. And I think the one thing about when you smoke and I guess it's kind of, I guess the same way with, with cooking too, but more so when you smoke is a lot of people pay attention to the time and try to adjust their smokes to the time when you should actually be paying attention to the temperature of your meat 
because at some point when you're smoking, you're going to end up having a stall out where you just kind of sit. Your meat will just sit at a certain temperature or your heat on the smoker sits at a certain temperature. And what you got to do is you just kind of have to let it do its thing and get past the stall. But yes. when it gets past the stall, you're, you're on the home stretch. Once you get past the stall, I mean, you, you are like hours away from just pure deliciousness. Agreed, agreed. You know, I, it's it's funny, early in my career, I didn't do a whole lot of smoking, but when I moved to Texas for, uh, for those six and a half years, it was, you know, I mean, I don't know if you know this about Texas, but they like to smoke their own. I heard that uh, from somewhere. Yeah, somewhere. Um, but I actually, I really learned how to smoke meats there, and I enjoy the hell out of it, and I cannot wait to get into my own house to where I, I can actually have a smoker and, you know, get, really get into it. I actually want to have a, uh, I want to have a yard big enough to where I can put a, a whole smoker grill island in, yeah. in, in the, uh, in the yard. That's, that, that's, that, that's, that's the dream, dream for me. That is, yeah. That is my dream. Um, my wife got me, she got me an electric smoker a couple of years back, which is great because when we're living in the apartment, you can't do anything but an electric cooking piece of equipment like on the balcony so I couldn't do charcoal or anything like that so I would do everything with the smoker and I started literally smoking everything I'd smoke vegetables I'd do fruits I'd do hamburgers I'd do like everything in the smoker just because you know we wanted to cook out we didn't have a grill so then when we got married I got this kettle grill and learned how learned a technique where you can turn the kettle grill basically into a smoker and they call it like the snake method where you go two by two with charcoal and like a half moon style and then what you do is you leave room for about 20 to, to 15 to 20 um, cooked not cooked, uh, heated up briquettes or whatever you're using. And then you, on that top line, when you go past that, that space, you put another line of charcoal around it and then you pour the briquettes on top where you leave the opening and put your wood along the line. And I guess it, the theory is that as it's cooking, as the, as the coals are burning, it will catch and start slow burning on the other ones and on the other ones, and then it just kind of like slow burns. So yeah. doing that on, you know, like a 25-inch kettle grill, when you do that thing, that thing is set up for, it'll run for about 18 and a half hours. Oh, good But it runs, it runs real low. It runs at about like 200 to like 215. I try to tend to be around like 250 when I'm doing like pulled pork. Yeah, when well, I mean for pretty much everything, I'm I'm right around the 250 to 275 for yeah. smoking for me. I do, um, I do the increment, so I'll start like 225, then I'll do 250, and then I'll go 275, and then I'll go 300, and then uh, ideally what you're doing is as you're increasing the heat. Uh, and you go into wrap it, you're cooking out all the internal muscle and the fat inside of it so that cooks down, like melts into the meat. And you're you get, yep, yep. And then you get the moist meat out of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, before we get too too deep into the rabbit hole that is cooking, because you and I could probably talk for hours about it. Yep. Um, let, let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about... Mm-hmm. I just had it too. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't even smoke anymore. 
We've been talking, we've been talking about the pairings of bourbon and whiskey with good barbecue. Yes. Let's talk about bourbon. Should we talk about that, or is there something else you wanted to talk about? No, that, no, that's fine. Let's talk bourbon. Adam sent me, asked me, posed me a question the other day because his uh, his lovely wife was going to get him a bottle of bourbon for Father's Day, and he wanted something a little top notch more than what he normally buys. Mind you, this man has like a two thousand bottle, uh, two thousand dollar bottle of scotch in his closet that he's trying to give away to me one day but he wants a higher end bottle of bourbon so i gave him a list and he ended up landing on red breast 12 i don't know if you ever had that huh. it's originally it runs for like 70 bucks but oh my god when you talk about one of like the smoothest smokiest tasting bourbons in the world oh my god that is that is the go-to Really? Well, I mean, I can't argue. You guys, you guys introduced me to Larceny, which is, you know, a good mid-range, uh, mid-road oh, yeah. bourbon, and I really, I rank it up there personally with Maker's Mark because, I mean, I'm a Maker's mm. guy. I love me some Maker's. Well, shout out I, to Larceny, there, Larceny. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not. I am. I, I. I firmly believe they are up there with Maker's, and, and it's. It's not just now. First of all, their vanilla notes are you know are perfectly blended in with everything else. I mean, some of these bourbons I've had, it, they, some some of the vanilla comes out, and it's almost too sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, but Larceny, uh, Larceny would probably be one of my new favorites. But I'm always going to be a Maker's guy. The one thing I've always wanted was. Uh, I mean, I love Maker's Forty Six. That's probably my one of my favorites. Um, that is good. That is very good. And but I've always wanted to try their cask strength. Now I've heard not to if I like regular makers because yeah, it's, it's, it's a little heavier. It's a little heavier. Yeah, yeah. that's what I've heard. Um, and they've also got a what is it like you're almost like a private reserve special yeah. reserve they like do, yeah and they they release one uh, what was it like they release one every seven years or something like that they do something I forgot what it was I gotta look back into it but I hear that's the one if you're really gonna spend money is the private reserve uh, mm-hmm. makers that's the one to buy if you're gonna spend some money on something so yeah I mean and so as as you can tell uh, both Dan and I are, are bourbon drinkers but you know what and we've talked to we've mentioned a couple of like what's your favorite brand of bourbon what do you what do you if, what's if your I, consistent what's one, your consistent if i have one that uh, if you talk about like if this say this like end of the world shit hits a fan and i can only have one bourbon no i'm talking about like what's that one bourbon that you that you would drink every weekend you know it's it's one of those things that you know it's not overly priced but it's got great flavor to it. I'm probably either Larceny or Creekwater. And probably not a lot of people know about Creekwater. I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe I just don't. I didn't know about it. But I found Creekwater at the old house at the ABC, or the liquor store up there. Um, and I got, they had like three bottles out. And I guess it was, I must have been brand new. And I picked it up and someone's like, you know, I've always been wanting to try that. I haven't tried it yet. I'm like, let me know how it is. So I came that Friday. I, dude. You want to talk about? You want to talk about something real good too? Creek water, and it's either creek water or larceny are probably the two that I. If you're talking about for bang for buck, creek water and larceny for me are probably the two that I'd go for, because they're, they're roughly like thirty bucks, maybe a little bit less. What about cheap cheaper? That's about. What as, you, that, that is about as low. As, <laughs> as about as low. Well, as I have I have no issues whatsoever. 
with saying that I do, I will drink Evan Williams. I have had Evan Williams. Um, it's, um, it's when, it com- when it comes to cheap bourbon, that's that's probably one of the smoother ones. And uh, I've been drinking a lot of Rebel Yell. And I know, and I've, I think, I believe when I brought that one up, somebody in our group was like, hey. Probably all of us. Yeah, probably. I actually, I actually enjoy it. But, I mean, if, it's more so like budget. Like, you're not going to break your budget on fucking bourbon for the weekend. You know, I mean, if, no. you are, if you shouldn't be, but if you can't afford to, that's great for you. But if you can't, don't do that. Um, but, I mean, shit, it's what you like. You know, everybody likes different stuff. There's going to be somebody out there who doesn't like your cooking. There's going to be somebody, well, maybe. I don't know. No, no. There's going to be somebody out there who doesn't like my barbecue, and if they do, then they kind of go, uh, that's kindness. You and the cactus, man. You and the cactus. Um, so <laughs> and then, for the record, there is nobody out there that, does, that doesn't like your barbecue or my cooking. I just want to. Not that, I, not that they have told me to my face. Now, that, that's another <laughs> thing, though. They could have been just trashing me behind my back. I don't know. Um, that's not right. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Hey, if I don't know about it, it doesn't happen, right? That's, that's true. That is That's saying we could be wrong for so many things. Hell, I'm not even going to go down that road. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that's another rabbit hole. That's, that's, that, that's, that's an additional 45 minutes to an hour conversation. Yes. So, yeah, um, anything coming up? Um, just the wedding, just the wedding. Um, looking forward to it. Uh, I know you you recently got your invitation. Yeah, like three weeks late. I don't know what the hell is going on with my hey, post service. I was about to say, don't let oh, me no, talk. No, talk no, the, we, when you sent it, we got the notification through the informed delivery, and we're waiting for it, waiting for it. I'm like, dude, I don't know where this fucking thing is. My neighbor ended up getting it the day that I messaged you. He was like, yeah, this is definitely yours. And I'm like, yes, yes, it is. How did you get my my mail and the wedding invitation yeah that's a wedding invitation in the mail but hey you know to have a little more bourbon um but <laughs> but uh just the wedding i mean that's the really that's the really big thing and then of course the the honeymoon which i mean god i'm hoping that um i think i should be okay but um about you know four or five weeks after i sent in my my passport i got notified that they were they were processing it and um, so, ten to twelve weeks is what they tell everybody. But mine's a renewal, so I'm hoping it's going to happen a little quicker. But if it does take that full twelve weeks, that takes us past our honeymoon. Um, so y'all gonna push it back if we have to? Um, if we can, if we have to. I mean, basically, we're gonna have to make the decision three or three or four weeks before the wedding, which is in about a month, month and a half. Um, if I haven't heard heard anything, or if no changes. Can you, can you go online and check your status? Is that something that you can yeah, actually? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you can. Um, it's a, it's a lot like where's my refund and, and all that stuff. It's yeah. it's uh, it, it you can't check it. I, it frustrates me a little bit because I did the math and, and if I had known this, I would have expedited it. I would have paid the extra money and said, hey, you know what? I'll I'll go ahead and take care of this and. Um, but we expedited my fiance's and, and hers is already out and, and everything like that. And the good thing is, uh, I feel like the good thing about mine is, is that the check is cleared. So, um, that's always the a good thing to the check cleared. Well, I mean, it's not even the fact that I was worried about the check clearing. It's, you know, they actually deposited it. You know, I, I, I don't, I don't know. They take taxes out of my bank, but it takes five 
or they take taxes out of my paycheck, but it takes five, five weeks to, you know, deposit a check. Yeah. That's another conversation. We yeah, have things to talk about in the near we, future. We have many things, things to talk about, which is awesome. Know, yeah. uh, that being said, though, I mean, those of you that are listening and, and enjoying us, uh, BSing a little bit today, uh, don't forget, I mean, reach out. You, you got something you want to know about? You got something you want us to talk about? Please, please don't hesitate. We're, we're pretty relaxed. This is another reason for, for us taking this weekend a little bit mm-hmm. lighter. Um, is you know we're we're, we're just like you. We're, we're we're just regular guys, and we're, we're talking about you know the things that we've experienced, and we're talking about some heavy shit. But you know, there's this judgment free zone. Um, you want to know something? We, we will not share your name. We will not share where you're from. We will not share where we got the idea from. If you. If, Unless you express it, yeah, unless you tell us, it's okay. Obviously, we're always gonna, we're always gonna. I'm sorry, I'd fucking just kick the shit out of the table. That hurt. Um, I apologize for the loud bang. Golly. Um, yeah, we're not gonna, we're not gonna post anything that belongs to somebody else without asking y'all first. So that's no. definitely that's big on our part. But um, to piggyback on that, I shared with you one of the reviews that we got for episode four, where the. The, uh, my buddy messaged me and he put he put episode four dot 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 and I said yeah and he put the clapping emote from uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from a Wolf on Wall Street and he was like that's it enough said see you guys next week <laughs> which is awesome I mean that is that is amazing that that and and I'm not gonna lie it makes me feel good absolutely me too and coming up now that we're on this new program I gotta stop kicking the table damn man Um, now that we're on this new program we're actually going to be setting up some guests Um, we have a couple we have a couple in line Um, one of them is a uh, I would say one of the most one of the more consistent listeners of this podcast Um, we're going to invite him to come on Uh, we're going to talk about some things about um, parenting uh, parenting with with mental health he has a a newborn child himself so this is actually one of his ideas Um, so that'll be a good conversation me not having kids will have this will help me set up my life for the future so I'm definitely bringing a notebook so I'm going to be getting that stuff down you not having kids is going to be great for the conversation because you can also talk to talk to you know me. I mean, I have kids and they're a little older than newborn. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got a newborn. You have no kids, and we can all kind of talk about you know. You can talk about what your assumptions are. Mm-hmm. He can talk about the most recent, especially you know he has it freshest in his mind that you know with a newborn. These were my assumptions. This is reality, and, mm-hmm. and I can talk. You know the growing with with uh, my stepson and my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't like using the, the word step, but just for informational purposes, I'll I'll use it. Um, have, what the what the differences are because you know, I, and I've said this numerous times to people. You know, all those people that say you know I, I treat my step stepson stepdaughter the same as my own kids are, are lying to. Me. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It is extremely hard to actually do that because there is there there is a certain level of you know this in the back of your head that you know you, you treat them slightly differently and, and, and that's going to be great for me because I try and I'm just like everybody else. I'm like I don't treat him any differently, but also in the back of my mind I know I I, I probably do in some aspects of life and I and it sucks to know that, but it also but. It's us worse to to actually do that, and so there. I, I mean, 
that's gonna be that's gonna be a great conversation. That's gonna be an exhausting Absolutely. Oh, yeah. And then the next one that we have coming up, which is, is actually really exciting, I think more so for, for me, but I'm, I mean for you too, because this is actually going to involve something that we both enjoy, which is sports. Um, good buddy of mine, uh, Kurt, who was a guy that I went to high school with, grew up with, we went down, uh, lived down the street. He is on, for his, he is a sports broadcaster, is, is the best way to put it. Um, right now he's doing beat reporting down in uh, Richmond, Virginia. He's been covering. Uh, like high school football recently he's been doing minor league baseball we're actually gonna he's actually agreed to come on and we're going to talk about the mental aspect of being an athlete and the struggles that he may have seen in locker rooms and talking to other athletes about mental health and the athlete itself and i think that that alone is going to be an awesome conversation to have because i think as a sports fan I think we put sometimes unrealistic expectations as we talked about last week on some on athletes and forget that you know they were once also wee little babies crawling around on the floor and they have feelings too and you know they they go through a lot in the pressures of being an athlete so I'm super excited for that one well, and we've we've brought that up, I think, in our second episode or yep. something. Yep. No, don't don't forget these athletes are human, and I say don't forget because I have forgot. I forgot repeatedly. I have no problem looking at you, looking at you, telling you, I am not a big fan of LeBron James. I think he's a little <laughs> baby. I do, but at the same time, every now and then I talk a little bit of trash about LeBron James, and I have to remind myself he's human too. I don't mm-hmm. know what he's doing. I don't know that. I don't know what he, what he's been through, what his upbringing was. I don't know anything about the man. The only thing I know is what I see in the news. Mm-hmm. Now, that is an unfair assumption to make about somebody. So, you know, that being said, I'm not a, I'm not his biggest fan because of because of what I've seen and what, what I've I've heard. But at the same time, he's a human being, and this is and and I think that's going to be. It's going to be another episode that's very important to us, and, and I know we, we continuously say that, too. This is a really special episode for us, or this is a really, really close to our heart episode, but that's that's what we do. Yeah, I mean, we mean that. Like, this, this is important. Like, the, like, those conversations are big for us because, you know, we take a lot from it, and before we decided to do this, uh, well, we called it a mini-sode, but now it's become a normal episode, which is fine, too. But yeah, we, this we've been quote, for a little bit. This quote-unquote mini-sode that we're doing, you know, we were talking about it that when we have our conversations we talk about this stuff during the week and when we have our conversations and do a recording i don't know about you but i do a really poor job of decompressing after we do our recordings and i just whatever has been said is now out there and i just walk away and don't think about it anymore and then a couple of days later that stuff comes back and i'm like yo that was that was actually some heavy ass shit <laughs> well yeah and and with me it's it's a, it's very i don't decompress after this. I really don't. You know, I'm, I, I shut it down and I, I, I move on and move forward. But but also at the same time, I for me, I can feel the emotional and mental toll that episode took. And and I'll be the first to admit, like, how many times have we finished an episode and you, you haven't heard from me pretty much for the rest of the night? rest of the day or for like yeah for like 40 hours and I'd be like <laughs> yeah are you okay hello yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, and for those of you that don't know Dan and I talk damn near every day mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> whether it be about this or just you know in general um, so every now and then like when I shut when I shut it down after these episodes it's I shut down 
Mm-hmm. I'm like, I, I just de- that's how I guess I decompress, which is a poor descriptor for it because that's not decompressing at all. But it's I shut down. It's almost like we regress. Yeah. Yeah, we just got done talking about don't do this and we do it ourselves. Yeah, like, hey, let's take care of yourself. And then we just regress and go, God, mm-hmm. what the hell? Oh, yeah. And we're so it's just, we're just big old hypocrites. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we're human. <laughs> no, and we're not. Yeah, unapo- we are unapologetically human. We are una- unapologetically human. Yeah, we're better at that. Um, but no, and that's, you know, that's that's why I was, that's why I was really this episode yeah that being said i mean i'm i think it's about that time i'll be honest with you it's getting to the hottest point of the day here i'm sitting here sweating in here um so uh i'm more than happy to, to continue this mini soda at some other, some other time but i'm sitting here sitting here in my bedroom shut up um it's hot and you live really uncomfortable so, i'm not comfortable this new, this new program this new program we got allows us to actually be face to face which i think makes it that much better because now we can see the emotion and stuff like that and Brady, you look very uncomfortable i'm i'm not comfortable you i mean look, there's a reason like you're a little miserable right now I wouldn't say miserable, but I'm. I, it, it's approaching. Yeah. I'm, yeah. No, it's definitely approaching, and it's just hot. No, yeah. I don't do well in heat. I'm from Alaska, either. y'all. I don't. I, don't I would um, take. So, I would take like negative degree temperatures over a hundred degrees any day because I can just put the, layers on and, and just chill. Yeah. When was the last time you were in negative degree temperatures? Uh, Minnesota, actually, two years ago, oh. I went for a hockey tournament, and I, you know, that part when you step off the airplane and there's like the the connecting ramp to the actual airport. Yeah. So I went through there, and there's a gap, probably about two inches wide, and I felt the freezing like knife of of just frozen hell hit me, and I went, "Oh my god, that's fucking cold." So that was it was okay, and then when we got out to the actual ice rink it was really fucking cool we can t- I'll talk about it another day but sitting mm-hmm. outside and it's like 8 degrees outside but there's an endless row of alcohol in fire pits and all you do is you drink beer sit by a fire and watch hockey see that sounds good and your life could not be any better than that <laughs> so I guess with that um, just want to say you know thank you for listening this is Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human we want to do I'm Brady that's Brady I'm Dan quick shout out Anchor for uh, for all the distribution um, using this program Soundtrap um, actually fun fact I meant to tell you this earlier I got somebody working on an intro for us so, That's all. so when that gets released, I will I will do a shout out to them, um, and shout out to all you who are listening and who may not. Yeah, you might skip over this, and that's perfectly fine. We don't care. If we need a break, then you need a break. We all need breaks. It's okay. Mm-hmm. But thanks, so everybody. Thanks again. Yeah, thank you everybody. Thank you for the shout outs. Thank you for the follows. Um, if uh, if you are inclined, you can find us on Facebook. All you got to do is just look it up, Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. You can find us on Apple and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Anchor, all the same title, Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. So, uh, as always, it is okay to not be okay. I'm Dan. I'm Brady. And thank you for listening to Men in Your Life Unapologetically Human. <laughs>